Are you looking for a way to save a little money? What about getting your subscriptions under control? If so, then I've got just the solution for you. Rocket Money. With the help of Rocket Money, I was able to find a subscription that I completely forgot to cancel before the free trial was up. I'm sure you've all been there. And Rocket Money can help me cancel it. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting and kids subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of exactly what you're spending and how much it all adds up to each and every month. Not to mention the fact that it seems every single day one of those subscriptions suddenly jumps up in price. Rocket Money alerts you when this happens so you're never caught unawares. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With them, I can see clearly what my monthly spending is and how it compares to the month before, making saving money and taking control over my finances so much easier. They'll also try to negotiate lowering your bills up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll even deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. For some, their sibling is their hero. On November 25th, 2003, a young boy who idolized his big brother was brutally attacked by the one person he thought the world of. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. When Kevin Madden was 16 years old, he was known around school and the town as a bad boy. Typically in the company of his 15-year-old best friend, Timothy Ferriman, the boys rarely went to school, liked to stir up trouble around their homes in Toronto, Canada, And Kevin himself, nicknamed Vampire Boy, was known for his claims that he drank human blood. Despite all of his issues, however, Kevin was completely idolized by his 12-year-old little brother, Jonathan Madden. Jonathan was very different from Kevin. He was a boy who loved classical music, especially when his uncle played it on his flute, enjoyed watching basketball games, was known as a bit of a joker who could always make his friends laugh, and liked spending time with his brother playing video games. He was a good boy, who on November 25th, 2003, sat helplessly while his brother, his hero, 
brutally ended his life. On that day, Kevin, Timothy, and a third unnamed friend skipped school like they usually did and decided to head back to Kevin's home and for one reason or another, began vandalizing the property. Smashing beer bottles and the television set with a baseball bat and getting drunk off of stolen wine, the teenagers continued raging and at some point made a call to Timothy's girlfriend. Not realizing that she was recording the call, the three friends spoke about a mass murder that was going to happen soon. Kevin had allegedly laid out his plan for killing his entire family once his mother and stepfather returned home from work, and they wanted to brag about their upcoming plans. Once she got the recording that she needed, the girlfriend made a call to the local police, who unfortunately arrived too late to save young Jonathan's life. Shortly after they hung up the phone, the young boy arrived at the house with the intention of grabbing some money and heading to a nearby cyber cafe to play some games. As soon as he crossed the threshold of his home, however, Jonathan was grabbed by the teens, assaulted, and shoved down the stairs into the dark basement. The beating continued, and then finally, Timothy handed Kevin a butcher knife, and without an ounce of remorse, the boy began stabbing and slashing his little brother to death. In total, Jonathan would suffer from 71 stab wounds, and both his voice box and carotid artery were severed. Though part of the assault, Timothy did not cause a single one of those stab wounds. Each and every one came from Jonathan's beloved brother, his hero. The boys then hid the body in the crawlspace and waited for Joanne Champagny and Ralston Champagny to return home. Ralston was the first to walk into the house and upon arrival, he too was attacked with a baseball bat and a knife. Able to escape the assault, the man ran from the home and within 24 hours of the incident, Jonathan's body was found and all three boys were arrested. When news of the gruesome murder spread, it caused an uproar all across Canada. With the media reporting their every move, the first trial took place and relied heavily on the recorded call from Timothy's girlfriend. Unfortunately, the young girl at some point allegedly perjured herself, resulting in a mistrial. During the second court case, Kevin Madden stated that, quote, people who did not know Jonathan should not be concerned about what happened to him and claimed that he never loved or felt love from anybody in his life. His lawyer attempted to prove that the young boy was mentally ill and suffered tremendously after his parents' separation and went as far as to say that Jonathan was given preferential treatment by their mother and thus created a perfect storm that would end in his murder. By 2002, Kevin had become incredibly violent. He assaulted his girlfriend, threatened the lives of several classmates, and his, quote, feelings of anger, obsession with violence, grandiose notions of his own abilities, and place in the world had escalated. Though Kevin admitted to killing his little brother, he placed all of the blame on his mother and claimed that he was not his intended target, but the byproduct of a, quote, anger surge. Though one court-appointed psychiatrist stated that Kevin was a psychopath with a personality disorder at risk to reoffend, there was argument over what exactly led to his actions. There was also an argument over how much Timothy Ferriman was involved in the crime and how exactly that should play out conviction-wise. Finally, on February 27th, 2006, 
the jury came back finding Kevin Madding guilty of first-degree murder and attempted murder, while Timothy Ferriman was found guilty of manslaughter. The third boy, still unidentified, was acquitted. Deciding to sentence them as adults, much to their lawyer's dismay, Kevin Madden was given life in prison with a chance for parole in 10 years, while Timothy Fairman was given just two years in a youth detention and three years probation. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on November 26th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.